1: Saturday. It's all leaving with your boy Barry Grant. You can catch me on Instagram and Twitter at All Leaving Podcast. You can listen to the show on SoundCloud as well as YouTube, Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, and wherever podcasts are available. So please like, share, and subscribe. What a cold ass Saturday it is! Lots to get into. NFL Thursday Night Football. We're gonna go into NFL picks as well. NBA news. The Clippers are in trouble. Daryl Morey denies trade rumors for Ben Simmons. Rondo is in a lawsuit. And Charles Oakley is not done with James Dolan, not even by a long shot. (laughs) And the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. So let's just jump right into it. Week 15 is underway. We had Thursday night football between the Las Vegas Raiders and the Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers win this game 30-27 in overtime. Justin Herbert has a phenomenal game. He scores the game-winning touchdown at the one-yard line, 314 yards, two touchdowns, a passer rating of 121. Austin Eckler had a decent game, 60 yards on the ground. And the receivers, they were banged up. You know, Mike Williams didn't play that well. Keenan Allen didn't play too many snaps. But other guys stepped up. Hunter Henry, Jalen Guyton stepped up with 91 yards receiving. So they had a great game. Um, You know, I... This game was more about what the Raiders did not do more than what the Chargers did. You know, the Raiders, I, I don't know what to say about them. Derek Carr gets out of the game early because he severely hurt himself. It looks like he's going to be out for a while with that with that groin injury. So Mariota had to come in, take over the game, 226 yards passing, a touchdown, an interception. He was moving the ball. You know, he didn't play bad. Uh, he also had 88 yards on the ground and a touchdown. Jacobs had 76 yards on a touchdown. Darren Waller was the man, nine catches, 150 yards on a touchdown. So they were doing what they had to do, but defensively, they just they just couldn't get a stop when they needed to. And at this point, the Raiders are seven and seven. Losses to the Chargers, losses to the Atlanta Falcons, losses to the New England Patriots. This is why they're in the situation that they're in. They have been an inconsistent football team all year, and they should have lost to the Jets too. So they should be 6-8 right now. It's just the season started off so promising. They looked like a playoff team. They had all the pieces that looked like a playoff team, and then they just started to play terrible defensive football. They just can't stop anybody. That's the problem. They were playing such great defense to start the year, Getting timely stops, like honestly, you know, they weren't holding opponents to low-scoring games, but they were getting timely stops, timely sacks. This is what you need to have as a defense. You can bend but don't break. They had a bend-don't-break type of mentality, type of philosophy, but that has caught up to them. They're now breaking all over the place. So I I don't see this team getting up off the mat. I don't see them beating the, the, the Dolphins next week. I don't see that at all. They're headed for the NFL draft. That's where they're headed to. Now, they have a lot of picks. They can be able to, you know, revamp and get some help defensively, get some young guys in there. But this was a disappointing year. So far, it's been a disappointing year. You have two games left. This has been a complete choke job by the Las Vegas Raiders. And, you know, I'm not going to criticize Gruden too much. I think he's a great coach. But there's still a lot of pieces that need to be fixed here. You know, you got Henry Ruggs that they drafted in the first round. He's been in and out of the lineup. He hasn't been consistent as a receiver. So there's a lot of things. You know, Jacobs has been banged up a little bit as well. So maybe they can be able to, you know, fix a couple things, patch a couple holes there, and be right back at it next season because they do have an explosive offense. They do have the potential to be an explosive offense. You see how they beat the Chiefs. They beat the Saints. They have the ability to play with big teams. They have the ability to hang in there and be a contender. So, you know, there's just certain things that they're going to have to clean up. On On the Chargers side, Justin Herbert is phenomenal. There's nothing else to say about that kid. He is bucking the trend of what a rookie quarterback is supposed to look like. He is poised. He does not show any type of hesitation or fear. That's what you want in a franchise quarterback. He can make a mistake and come back and throw another touchdown. He can throw an interception and come back and throw three touchdowns. Like this guy is just, he's just unbreakable. I love Justin Herbert. I knew that he was going to be this good coming out of college. This is why I wanted the Cowboys, you know, selfishly to go up there and get him. But this guy is, he's the real deal. He's definitely going to be rookie of the year. Um, I, I see him and Justin Jefferson going at it. They're definitely going to be neck and neck, but I got to give the nod to Herbert. Herbert has been sensational, sensational. So the Chargers are in good hands. I think Anthony Lynn can be able to come back as well. I like Anthony Lynn. A lot of people don't, but I don't think he's a terrible coach. So, you know, there's a lot of good things that are happening with the LA Chargers, and I like to see it. I like to see that they are able to move on from Phillip Rivers and find their next franchise quarterback that quickly. Sometimes it doesn't happen that way. Sometimes you have to go through a couple down years until you find that guy. They found their guy right away. So kudos to them, man. Kudos to their scouting department. Kudos to their, their management team. Kudos to their development team. He has done well. They have put him in a position to be successful. And that's all you can ask for for a young quarterback. The Jets don't have that, and you're seeing exactly what's happening to Darnold. So, you know, they're doing the complete opposite over there. This is why they're a better run franchise. This is why everybody's a better run franchise than the Jets. But I digress. I digress. But moving back to the Raiders, though, the only big concern that I might have about Las Vegas might be Derek Carr. If Derek Carr is this banged up and this groin injury is really significant and it's going to hinder him going into next season, is it time for them to draft the quarterback? You know how Gruden is. Gruden is very, very critical of his quarterback position. You have to be perfect. You have to play great football. You can't make mistakes. You can't be the one to cost us a football game. If our defense lets us down, fine. If the running back fumbles a few times, fine. But as a quarterback, it is not your job to cost us a football game. So will he start to lean somewhere else and maybe try to get a quarterback in this draft? Who the hell knows? They have a couple picks. They may just do that. They may just do that. Staying on the topic of injured quarterbacks, Giants have decided to go with Colt McCoy again against the Browns. He's played well for them in the, you know, very minimal time that he's had to start. And Daniel Jones, still battling ankle and other injuries. Is Daniel Jones the answer for the Giants? Let's see his season so far. 2,462 passing yards, eight touchdowns, nine interceptions. A 78 passer rating. Is he the guy to lead this team? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't like Daniel Jones. I think that he's a turnover machine. He hasn't learned. He hasn't understood the value of protecting the football. The Giants need to go draft another quarterback. If they're smart, they go draft another quarterback. They've played very, very well under Joe Judge for this first year. Absolutely. But Daniel Jones may hold them back from getting where they want to be. I just don't, I don't think that he's a, he's a very good quarterback. Eli Manning turned the ball over a bit. But Eli Manning had moxie. Eli Manning never missed a game. Eli Manning made big throws when you needed him to. They won two Super Bowls with that guy. He's a borderline Hall of Famer. Daniel Jones ain't that. Daniel Jones is, he's a middle-of-the-road guy. He's in the 20s. He's ranked like in the 20s as a quarterback. Like, I i don't think he's ever going to be a good quarterback. I just don't. So if Gettleman is smart, they go ahead and draft another quarterback and have some competition. There's nothing wrong with competition. Maybe competition will get the best out of Daniel Jones because we haven't seen that much good out of Daniel Jones. Just haven't. Eight touchdowns and nine interceptions, not good. Fumbling the ball, not good. Not knowing exactly what coverages are being thrown at you defensively, not good. Bad reads, not good. Bad throws, inaccurate throws, not good. All of these things Daniel Jones possesses. So they need to really evaluate that quarterback position because that could be the make or break reason why they don't make the playoffs next season or even win the division this year. It's time for, for them to do some real soul searching on Danny Dimes, Danny Dimes. His new nickname is Danny Pines because he's on that bench. <laughs> ah. Coming up after the break, my NFL picks. I got trashed last week, but I don't care. We're going to be better this week on a Saturday It's all even. I've had so many people tell me that Anchor is great. Anchor is this. Anchor is that. But I have to tell you, man, those people were right. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your own podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Why wait? Get at it now. Welcome back, y'all. So let's just jump right into it. My NFL picks for week 15. Let's do it. So we have some Saturday games going on. Let's start with those. We got the Bills against the Broncos. Bills are 10-3. Broncos are 5-8. I got the Bills winning this game handily. They win 30-17. to Josh Allen continues his dominant performance. He has been one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. He is in the MVP race, and he deserves to be. That defense is also good, Stefan Diggs. He has been a godsend for Josh Allen. And, you know, you can't you can't say anything bad about this football team. They have everything going. Like I said, they have the Holy Trinity. So once you have that, it's very hard for you to lose football games consistently, consistently lose football games. You'll lose, but you're not going to lose four or five games in a row. And the Bills, they have consistency. They have continuity they have camaraderie they have everything that's 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 good and everything that you need to win a Super Bowl they, they have all the pieces next game after this is going to be the Panthers and Packers Panthers are 4-9 Packers are 10-3 and I have the Packers winning this game and winning it easily 35-20 to Aaron Rodgers continues his stellar MVP play as well There's no reason to doubt that they're not going to be able to steamroll all over the Panthers. I have Aaron Rodgers going for 325 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Aaron Jones finds the end zone a couple of times, and Devontae Adams cannot be stopped. So, it's going to be an easy game for the Packers. Like, fitting to be a breeze, easy. (laughs) All right, so we're going to go to Sunday's games. We have the 49ers against the Cowboys. 49ers are 5-8, Cowboys are 4-9, and, and they're still in the NFC least race for the division title. If they win this game, I'm going to lose it. So this will be my only bias pick for the entire weekend. I have the 49ers winning this game and winning it easily, 27-20. to 20. Nick Mullins has a good game. They end up moving the ball well. I think Wilson ends up having a good game on the ground as well. They're not gonna be able to stop the run. The Cowboys have never stopped the run. They can't stop the run, no matter who they play. So the 49ers will be able to move the ball consistently, control the clock, and there's nothing that the Cowboys will be able to do. That is my hope (laughs) because they better not win this game. Next game after this is going to be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the Atlanta Falcons. Buccaneers are eight and five, Falcons are four and nine. I have the Bucs winning this game. Well, winning this game in a shootout, 35-30. to 30. Tom Brady has a bounce-back performance. I see him playing well here. Uh, expect 275 yards, three touchdowns, maybe an interception. Don't expect the defense to do much. The defense has not impressed me over the last few weeks. I think the Falcons are going to be able to move the ball. Even without Julio Jones in the lineup, they'll be fine. But they will lose this game in a shootout. Next game after this is going to be the Lions and Titans. Lions are 5-8. Titans are 9-4. I have the Titans winning this game and winning it easily, 32-24. to There's no way they're going to be able to stop Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry has been a beast all season. Tannehill has played well. A.J. Brown has played well. The defense is coming along. They're going to be able to dominate this game, no problem. You know, Matt Stafford is playing. They said that he is playing. He was supposed to be ruled out, but he will play for the, for the Lions. So, you know, it's kudos to him trying to tough it out and make sure that he's there for his team. Even if they're having a down season. Next game after this is going to be the Texans and Colts. Texans are four and nine. Colts are nine and four. Colts will win this game easily. 35 to 17. I have Phillip Rivers commanding the game. 220 yards passing. Two touchdowns. They'll run the ball and run the ball easily on this on this Texans team. But it's defensively where they're gonna shine. They're gonna be able to sack and get to Deshaun Watson a lot. Those cornerbacks over there are really good. They're going to be able to shut down those receivers, not give them any space in regards to separation, and you're going to see Deshaun Watson struggle this game. This Colts team, this Colts defense, they are scary, they are fast, they hit hard, and they get their hands on everything. So expect a dominant performance by the Colts. Frank Wright and his staff have done so well this season. It's it's amazing to watch, and they're only going to get better. Next game after this is going to be the Patriots and Dolphins. Patriots are 6-7. Dolphins are 8-5. This is a a good division game here. This is going to be a good, good game. But I have the Dolphins winning this game and winning it closely, 24-21. I don't see how Cam Newton is going to be able to play well against this, this Dolphins defense. This Dolphins defense knows how to get to the quarterback. They sack quarterbacks all the time. That's what they do. They get their hands on them. They put them down. And they make them stay down the only issue that i have with the dolphins is their running game right now who's going to be the running back who's going to step up who's going to be that guy to carry the load but i do have them winning this game and it's going to be a tough game like i said next game after this is going to be the chicago bears going against the vikings bears are six and seven vikings are also six and seven i have the vikings winning this game but it's going to be a close game. I have it 24-21 as well. I do believe that Dalvin Cook can be able to run the ball effectively. Now, is Kirk Cousins going to be able to have the time to throw the football to Justin Jefferson and Thielen? I'm not sure. But I'm going to see how they play. I think they have the slight edge over the Bears. The Bears have played great defensively. They're trying offensively. You know, it's a it's a definitely work in progress David Montgomery has looked stellar over the past three and a half weeks or so. He's been running the ball well, so they're finally getting the production out of that kid that they've been wanting for two years. So it's good to see him running the football well, but I have the Vikings winning the game slightly. Next game after this is going to be the Seahawks against the Washington football team. Seahawks are 9-4. Washington is 6-7. and seven. I have the Seahawks winning this game 27-20. to It's not going to be an easy game for Russell Wilson. This Washington defense is legit. They know how to get after the quarterback. This weak offensive line that Seattle has, the weak running game that they have, they're going to be able to get to that running game. They're going to be able to stifle that running game, and then it's going to be the Russell Wilson show after that. Can they stop DK Metcalf? No. But they're going to be able to see if they can force a couple three-and-outs, force a couple of key turnovers in the game and possibly try to steal it on the Washington side. But I don't see that happening. I do think that Russell Wilson is going to be able to control the game as best as he can, make some clutch throws down the stretch, and seal this game. Next game after this is going to be the Jaguars and Ravens. Jaguars are 1-12. Ravens are 8-5, coming off a big win. I have the Ravens winning this game easily, 42-20. I do believe that Lamar Jackson is going to be able to run all over this this uh, Jaguars defense. They're going to be able to throw the ball a little bit. I don't expect a great performance throwing the football from Lamar Jackson, but I do believe that rushing the football, they're going to be able to maybe get 190, 200 yards collectively on the ground. So I, I don't see the Jaguars stopping them on the ground at all. At all. They are 1-12. There's a reason why they're 1-12. They are a dumpster fire. Next game after this is going to be the Jets and Rams. Jets are 0-13. Rams are 9-4. Rams win this game and win this game decisively big. 40-17. It's going to be that type of drubbing. I I believe that Jared Goff is going to have his way. I believe that Cam Akers and that running game is going to have their way. I believe that Cooper Cup and Robert Woods are going to have their way. And not to mention the defense. Aaron Donald. Jalen Ramsey and the bunch, they're going to be able to have a field day on this Jets offense, on this offensive line, on their receivers. It's not going to be pretty, but we expected this, right? Because the Jets are a dumpster fire. Next game after this is going to be the Eagles and Cardinals. Eagles are 4-8-1. Cardinals are 7-6, hanging on to their playoff dreams. I have the Cardinals winning this game. They win to 27 Kyla Murray ends up having a good game. I see that DeAndre Hopkins is starting to get back into the swing of things. He's going to have another good game as well. And they will beat the Eagles and keep their playoff dreams alive because it's a, it's a must win for them now. It's a definitely must win for the Cardinals. Next game after this is going to be a doozy, possibly the game of the week. Chiefs at Saints. Chiefs are 12-1. Saints are 10-3. Breeze's Christ is back. Drew Breeze is returning for the Saints. So I don't have to see Taysom Hill throw the football anymore. I am ecstatic. I'm ecstatic. And for that reason, I have the Saints winning this game. Saints win 35 to 30. Drew Breeze has a phenomenal electric game. 330 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. They end up running the ball a little bit. Defensively, they're going to get some timely stops and be able to corral The Chiefs, not saying stop the Chiefs, they'll be able to corral them a bit. Pat Mahomes is a great, great throw of the football. He's a great player. He's the best quarterback in the league, in my opinion. But that running game is suspect. If they can't run that ball, then that means that they're going to be a one-dimensional team. And you can be able to handle a one-dimensional team. Even though that one-dimensional team has probably the best weapons in football, it's still something that you can be able to handle if they can't move the chains or move the ball on the ground. They have a problem with that, and I think that the Saints are going to be able to capitalize. Next game after this is going to be the Browns and Giants. Browns are 9-4. Giants are 5-8. Giants have Colt McCoy starting for this game. There's no Danny Dimes, thank God. I have the Browns winning this game, but they're not going to win it impressively. They're going to win it slightly. 24-20. to 20. Uh, Baker Mayfield has a decent game, but it's going to be all about the running attack. Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, they're going to be able to control this game and dominate the football up front the Giants have been playing great football lately they've been playing great up the middle as well they haven't been you know allowing big games on the ground but these two are probably the best one-two combo in football it's going to be hard to contain them it's really going to be hard to contain them and that's why I have the Browns winning slightly and also I'm giving them the, the edge slightly defensively as well next game after this is going to be the Monday night game between the Steelers and Bengals Steelers are 11-2 they've lost two in a row Bengals are 2-10-1 they're in free fall their starting quarterback and franchise quarterback got hurt weeks ago out for the season so they're in rebuild mode they don't give a shit Uh, I have the Steelers winning this game and I want to see them win decisively so I'm saying the Steelers win this game 30-17 They end up scoring some points here. They end up showing their dominance on this team. And they show that they're still one of the best teams in football. Not even just in the AFC. They're going to show that they're one of the best teams in all of football. Those are my NFL picks for week 15. Let's see how it goes. Like I said, I got dogged last week. It was like, I think I probably won like two or three games. It was just a weird, weird week last week. It was good. Not for me, but good to watch. So we'll see how this goes. I'm very confident in my picks. But if they don't go that well, chalk it up to a conspiracy. That That's what I'm going to do. Chalk it up to a conspiracy. All right, coming up after the break, some NBA news. Interesting news as well. The Clippers, you guys are in trouble. You're in trouble. On a Saturday, it's all leaving. Yo, yo, what up? It's your boy DJ G Money. Representing that Flip The Script podcast. But listen, right now I'm listening. I'm tuned in. I'm tapped in to a brand new podcast called The All Even Podcast with my man, Barry Grant. Yo, B, what's up, man? Congrats on the new podcast. I'm listening right now. I'm tuned in. Fire, fire, all even. We here. Let's go. Welcome back, y'all. So, Like I said, every time I try to move on, the Clippers just... Bring me back. (laughs) The Clippers are under investigation by the NBA for how they acquired Kawhi Leonard. Are you surprised? No? Why, Why should anybody be surprised at this point? The Clippers are a desperate franchise. They showed their desperation in that entire pursuit of Kawhi Leonard. We heard stories about Uncle Dennis and Johnny Wilkes asking for a whole bunch of illegal stuff in contracts. That that doesn't bother me. If you're in a negotiation with somebody, with a company, with whatever, you can be able to ask for anything you want. You can shoot your shot. It's the organization's responsibility to shut you down. So Uncle Dennis and Johnny Wilkes Asked Masai Ujiri for a whole bunch of nonsense, right? Ownership, a stake in the team, and all types of other bullshit. Masai Ujiri said, you know what, have a good day. I'm not doing that. That's illegal. I am not going to sell my soul for Kawhi Leonard. Yes, he won us a championship. We're happy about that. We will be forever grateful to Kawhi Leonard for his services, for his contributions to the Raptors organization. He'll always be a hero here in Canada. But you're not going to hold us hostage. There's no way. So keep it pushing. Go to L.A. and go talk to those two teams and see what you can get out of them. They meet with the Lakers and ask for the same thing. And Jeannie Buss says, no, those things are illegal. You're not getting an no ownership stake and all this other nonsense. But we can be able to negotiate you being on this team and win us a championship. So, okay, that's on the table. He goes to the Clippers and he now negotiates what he did with with the Clippers, and all of a sudden, the Clippers are the front runners, right? They're they're the secret front runners because they're agreeing to go get Paul George because he's demanded it. If I don't get Paul George, I'm not coming. I'm going to Lakers. If I don't get this, I'm not going. So now Johnny Wilkes is suing Jerry West for two point four million dollars that he was promised. Jerry West has been a model executive for. 20-plus years, and he's done a lot of good. He has resurrected the Lakers franchise. He drafted Kobe Bryant. He signed Shaquille O'Neal. He was the one that created that new dynasty that was with the Los Angeles Lakers from the 2000 to 2004 or 2005 or whatever. He did that. Then he became a consultant with the Warriors and helped them become one of the greatest franchises in NBA history as well. He was behind that too. So him going to the Clippers was always a great thing for the Clippers because of his his track record. His track record has been flawless. He even wanted to go back to the Lakers, and the Lakers were like, nah, we already got our our system in place. So, of course, he's going to be a little salty with that. Which brings me to the alleged voicemail left on Johnny Wilkes' phone. Saying that, hey, thank you for what you've done. You know, they're saying that the Lakers are the front runners. Why would he want to go to that shit show over there? He's not going to be the guy. He needs to come here. Now, there's nothing that he said in the voicemail that was nefarious or made you think that there's something suspicious. However, why would Johnny Wilkes file a lawsuit against this now, saying that he was promised $2.4 million? I believe this. You know why? Because desperate franchises will do things like this. The Knicks will probably do something like this if they were put in that situation. And the Clippers. The Clippers have no history. They got no banners. They have they have nothing. No Hall of Famers. They are a nothing franchise. And when a nothing franchise has felt like nothing their entire existence, it's time for things to change. And if you have to sell your soul a little bit or maybe funnel some money under the table to get where you have to be, a desperate franchise will do that. So I believe it. I completely believe it. Now, here's the thing. If they're fined guilty and this is gonna be a black mark on their record or whatever it is, what's gonna be the penalty? Taking away draft picks? They don't have any draft picks until 26 anyway, 2026. What are you gonna do? Fine them $10 million? Steve Ballmer is worth $72 $72 billion. What? What? What is this going to do? It does nothing. They're not going to overturn the quiet Leonard signing. All they're going to do is just give him a slap on the wrist. But what it's going to do for their image is just confirm what a lot of people already know. That the Clippers are just desperate. And the worst thing to be when you're negotiating with somebody is have that person know that you're desperate. Kawhi Leonard and Uncle Dennis and Johnny Wilkes knew that the Clippers were desperate. They tried to pull a power move with the Raptors. Raptors are not desperate. The Lakers, they're not desperate. The Clippers, though, no, 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 no. There's no dignity. There's no pride here. They'll sell their souls to anybody. Oh, you want to come here? Uh, Okay, well, what do we have to do? Oh, I want you to do something illegal. Okay, well, are we going to get caught? I mean, no, I don't think so. OK, quiet. We'll, we'll believe you. We'll believe you. We'll make sure that we get everything that you want, sir. Thanks. Thanks for coming here. Appreciate it. Anything else you want? Yeah, I, I may want the jet, too. Oh, OK, that's fine. Uh, anything else you want? Yeah, I, I want to stay in San Diego. Oh, OK. That's that. Come on. Desperate franchise. Disgusting. And Jerry West, you should be ashamed of yourself working for such a desperate franchise. In other news, Rajon Rondo is being sued for assault, him and his wife, for some parking garage incident. The young lady said that Rondo shoved her and it got physical and all that. And man, I, I don't I don't know what to believe, honestly. I don't look at Rondo as a person like that. Maybe what happened is that the 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 two women might have gotten to an altercation and and Rondo was probably trying to break it up and maybe separated them. You know, I can see that happening. But Rondo putting his hands on a woman, I i, I don't say it. Now, listen, I don't know Rondo. The only people that know him are the people that know him, you know, his inner circle, his family, his friends. So they would have a better idea. But I just sometimes you you hear these these assaults come up or these allegations or these lawsuits and this. They're just meritless. His lawyer has come out and said that they're meritless. So let's see how it unfolds because it would be really, really unfortunate if that was the case that he actually did something like that that wasn't a a pull-apart situation. That would be really unfortunate because I think Ronald's a good guy. He's been a model citizen in the NBA. Um, He's a veteran. He's a leader. A lot of people respect him. So this would be a real kick in the ass. You know what I'm saying? Uh, In other news as well, Charles Oakley <laughs> has requested that James Dolan be a part of his assault and battery suit for that Madison Square Garden incident that happened all those years back. James Dolan is still on Charles Oakley's shit list. He will continue to be on Charles Oakley's shit list until maybe Dolan pays up or apologizes or I don't I don't know what's going to like solve this issue what's gonna get them back in good graces with each other I have no idea because Spike Lee is on the outside as well there's just so many things that are going on with this organization like the front office they're doing things the right way right now but ownership and other things it's like you know you still have these things that you got to work out you have to get Spike Lee back you have to have Charles Oakley in the building you have to have these legends that feel like legends that they're not looked at as strangers or they're violating something or they're not supposed like come on now. Charles Oakley, he should not be having to go through this with the Knicks. It's just disgraceful and it just shows how small James Dolan is. All he wants to do is have his little band and play his little stupid ass music that nobody cares about and play owner part- time. It's just it just needs to be better, man. If they want to become a great franchise, if they want to do what the Nets are doing across town, they got to start with getting things right with uh, Charles Oakley, Spike Lee, period. You can't have a great future if you don't repair your past. In other news, Daryl Morey has denied that Ben Simmons will be available in a James Harden trade. Do you actually believe Daryl Morey at this point? Daryl Morey is on the job for the Sixers. He just got here. Do you actually think that he wants to ruffle any feathers with the fan base or anybody in particular if he admits to this? They're probably working on the deal right now. But he has to show face and say, no, 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 no. Ben Simmons is not in any trade. What are you talking about? No, lies. What are you talking about? It's crazy. But is it realistically possible? Absolutely. Absolutely. I hope that it doesn't happen because, like I said, I am probably in the minority that I don't believe that Houston should trade James Harden. I think that they should let him sit there and deal with it. You're a professional, you're getting paid 40 plus million dollars. Deal with it. If you want to leave us, then we can negotiate a buyout. You can take 30% of what you're owed and sign with any team you want to. Or, Wait your two years and be a free agent and go wherever you want to play. That's my stance. I'm old school like that. You know, I don't believe that you should give in to a guy that has literally gotten everything he wanted. You want the private jet? Cool. You got it. You want this player? Cool. Got it. You want this coach? Cool. Got it. You want all the strippers in Texas? Cool. Got it. You want to hang out with all the rappers in Texas? Cool. Got it. Like, what more do you want, bro? You you living in paradise right now and you making it hard. Sit. In what you made, period. It's like you built a house and, oh, now I want to leave the house. I want to sell it. You just, you did all these things. Didn't, isn't this all you wanted? You you built the, the backyard patio. You built a basketball court in backyard. You have a landing strip for a plane. Now you want to leave? What's wrong with you? There's something wrong with you if that's his mentality. So let him sit there and rot. That's just my opinion. I don't care. Give him a couple more glizzies to eat and a couple, a couple more hamburgers to eat. He'll be fine with that. Because, man, does he look pudgy. <laughs> Coming up after the break, the greatest segment on the planet, W of the Week. On a Saturday. It's all even. This is a public service announcement. Down in your luck? Tired of being curved? Sick of going out with the fellas and being the only loser without a lady? Well, I got something for you. It's called Sex Panther. <laughs> Legend has it that it's made out of real bits of real Panther, so you know it's good. To men, it stings the nostrils, but to women, you may as well be a slab of meat in the dog pound. And that's not all it does. You could be getting ready to see that special fox, and disaster hits. No money in the budget for gas, only dinner for two. No problem. The fumes from Sex Panther can give your car 38 miles to the gallon. Sold yet? Thought so. For sixty nine ninety nine, go from unlovable loser to the cock in the walk, sex panther. Sixty percent of the time, it works every time. Welcome back, y'all. So without further ado, the greatest segment on a planet dummy of the week. Dummy. Yeah. We pick candidates on Tuesday and Saturday, and then we pick the winner on that Saturday show. So, we had Jerry West be a candidate lately when I heard the news about him being under investigation. However, there was some late development yesterday that uh made me change my mind on who the actual dummy of the week will be. May I have the drum roll please? And the winner is Kyrie Irving. <laughs> Point guard for the Brooklyn Nets. Kyrie Irving is my dummy. Yeah. Because I saw a video yesterday before the Brooklyn Nets and Boston Celtics game. You know, he returns to Boston, right? We seen the video that, you know, he's going up and down the, the sidelines and, you know, he's waving something. And you see the actual caption that Kyrie Irving is burning sage. In the Boston arena. Burning sage at a basketball game. So let me get this straight. Boston trades for Kyrie Irving. They welcome him with open arms. They have their nice budding star in Jason Tatum ready to partner up with Kyrie Irving. And they're going to be able to be good for the next five, six, seven years. All of that went to shit. You know why? Because Kyrie Irving is a weirdo. Kyrie Irving thought that he was going to come in here and flash his ring and say, hey, you got to listen to me, but you're not a leader. How are you going to be able to tell people to follow you when you don't know how to lead? And then he has this interview, right? He has this interview where he's talking to whoever the hell it was, I can't remember, and he said, oh, I'm going to sign back with the Celtics. Guaranteed, yeah, everybody cheers, everybody cheers, everybody's there happy, so excited, oh, Kyrie's coming back. Then everything changes, right? He gets hurt again. Players are starting to sour on him because his leadership qualities are in a toilet. He's weird. He's aloof. He's moody. He talks about flat Earth. He talks about this. He, talk, he he he's just rubbing everybody the wrong way in Boston. He's doing all of this nonsense. Boston, Boston is like, listen, hey, we 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 love you. We still want you back. Although you've done all of these things to us, we still want you back. He decides to shun them and go to Brooklyn. Now you come back to Boston and you're burning sage like there's some evil spirits here. There's some purging that needs to be that, that needs to be done. The evil spirit is you. <laughs> How do you purge yourself? Yeah, you tie yourself down to a chair and just put the sage on yourself. Don't sage the arena. There's nothing wrong with the arena. They've had good times there since you've gone. There's nothing wrong with the Boston Arena. It's you. You are the one. You are the one that needs to be saged down. When you come into the arena, they should have a quarantine section for you, and they should just douse you with sage. They should douse you with alcohol. They should douse you with every cleaning agent they could possibly find because you're the dirt. You're the actual evil presence in there. You are the demon that needs to be exercised. I almost fell over my chair laughing when I seen it yesterday. This dude's nuts. He's absolutely nuts. I ain't gonna hold you. I ain't gonna lie to you. Besides his parents, I don't know who can stomach having a conversation with Kyrie Irving too long. <laughs> like I just, I'm an artist. you guys have to respect my space. Like, get, get out of here. Just get out of here, man. I don't believe in the shut up and dribble, you know, philosophy. And I'm not gonna tell Kyrie to do that. But man, just, just don't do this. Just. Just try to have a season where people are not talking about you being weird. Just talk about your basketball game and how good you've played this season. Like, Just do that, please. So Kyrie Irving, you may not know that you're the demon that needs to be exercised in Boston, (laughs) but just know you're the winner for Dummy of the Week. That's all for this week. That's all for this show. I'll see you guys on Tuesday. We'll have a lot of good games today. we have good games on Sunday. we have good games on Monday. So until then, stay safe, stay cool, peace. You can catch me on Twitter and Instagram at All Even Podcast. Listen to the show on Anchor, Spotify, SoundCloud, and wherever podcasts are available. And check out my YouTube channel, All Even Podcast. And don't forget to share, like, and hit that subscribe
0: button. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy.